0: Welcome to the Osbreakers, number one place for shared sharp betting information. Welcome back to podcast 11 of 2024. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev, follow us at the Osbreakers, and follow us on social media. Slash the odds This episode is being brought to you by BetMGM. If you sign up today, you bet five dollars, you get one hundred and fifty-eight dollars back. Just click on our link in this podcast description. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred gambler terms conditions and location apply if you'd like to support the Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays please visit the eyesbreakers.com click shop and become a member pick any for win cappers to get their premium plays before the line moves you can also support us on patreon.com and if nothing else please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber super bowl sunday is less than a week away my friends and I am recording this show on Sunday morning, uh, February 4th. Coming off of the weekend, we had a wonderful interview for this podcast with Derek Stevens. We recorded the video on Friday, and this podcast will feature Derek and talking about all the wonderful things that's going on in Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend. I cannot believe how many parties are going on at the Circa. It's, it's going to be a, an amazing experience for anybody that wants to go hang out and have some fun in Las Vegas. We also talk a little bit about contests and how they turned out this year, as well as what he needs to happen next week for Super Bowl Sunday from a futures perspective. But before Derek comes on, I'm going to talk about my handicap for Super Bowl 58 and kind of like the way I see this game going right my little Super Bowl story and I have decided if you remember from last week on a side that we're going to play but we're going to dive a little bit deeper in between the matchups and the metrics uh, for this show so maybe you can make your own decision on how you want to approach Super Bowl 58 so this is Friday's show is going to focus all on the props. And when I say story, that's kind of how I come up with Super Bowl props. I believe each game has its own story and it plays out a certain way. And then I try to bet props to match my thoughts. But also, when I bet these props, I'm trying not to be overexposed in one area. And you have to check yourself because you are biased if you think there's a side that's going to win. You have to make sure you have... Some situations where, if it's a low-scoring game, you're going to win. Some situations, if it's a high-scoring game, that you're going to win, right? Some some hedges in that respect. So, we're going to do that on Thursday with a wonderful guest or two. But for today, I'm going to be talking all Super Bowl and then go right into our interview with the one and only CEO and owner of the Circa and the D, Mr. Derek Stevens. All right, so before I talk about the Super Bowl, I'm going to talk about just going to Vegas during the Super Bowl or any big events like March Madness. I've done that plenty of times in my life. There is a great show that Gil does on the Beating the Book pod at Beating the Book uh, about Vegas lifestyle and some hacks that you can learn drinking for free, uh, finding the best restaurants, the best bangs for your buck. Uh, he, some great hacks he talks about, but I also want to mention one that I think is pretty basic that you should really listen to. Now the strip is the big commercial place with the massive properties, all the glamor of the lights at night, the Bellagio water show, uh, carnival court just all the fun things that people do on the strip but the problem with the strip well besides the fact that it's layered with people is that the gambling isn't any good you know it's not uh if you're a table player you are going to get six to five blackjack okay if you like playing blackjack the strip is not the place to be I mean you should just go to your local casino that probably does 65 your your local reservation casino right because 65 is absolute garbage you know if you're playing quarter games which is 25 bucks which is actually you'll be lucky at night to get $25 tables uh this time of year during especially the big events at, on the strip anywhere you will probably surrender over $100 every four or five hours playing six to five blackjack rather than three to two blackjack. That's the kind of edge these books have with six to five. Absolute garbage. If you want to play blackjack, if you're going to play a decent amount because you want to drink for free at the tables, do not go to the strip. Instead, stay in old Las Vegas, stay at Fremont, right? Stay in Fremont where the gold nugget is, where the Palazza is, where the D is, where the Cirque is, right? Gold nugget, all the historic casinos, go there because most of them, I think all of them pay three to two blackjack and they have better rules when it comes to your splitting aces and things like that. It's It's a massive difference. And guess what? You're going to have a hell of a better chance playing 10 to $15 limit tables on Super Bowl weekend or March Madness in Old Vegas than you are on the strip and any of these properties. You know? And you know what they do? They will sit there with empty tables because they know eventually you're going to give in. Eventually you're going to go to the ATM, pull out a grand, pay their $12 ATM fee and whatever your bank charges you to pay their $50 tables. They know it. So they don't change. You know, you could be one of those guys rocking around all frustrated. What's going on with all these empty $50 tables? They don't care. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking to make big money off you. So keep that in mind. If you want to play craps, your limits will also lower when you go to Old Vegas, when you go to Fremont. So, I mean keep that in mind. Very, very important. I mean, here's the thing. If you like going to the strip, take an Uber. It's ten dollar Uber usually. Fifteen maybe? <laughs> from going from Fremont to the strip, go with three or four guys. <laughs> you know. I mean, one guy gets it one way, the other guy gets it the other way. I mean, maybe you just want to walk the strip a little bit. Maybe you want to go to one of those big Pool club parties. You know, maybe you want to just go out at night. That's great. Don't gamble there. Leave and go back and gamble at your hotel in Fremont. Much better opportunity. And plus, you can get rewards programs out there. They also really uh, don't cater to status for these uh, platinum and diamond type tiers nearly as much as they did in the past you know they they changed the whole free hotel comp thing as well so don't think you're one to two trips a year going to vegas unless you're literally throwing up a few hundred dollars a hit is going to do anything for your status otherwise if you're just going there for a good time don't gamble itself absolutely find the best hotel rate you can Maybe stay at the Strip if that's where the events that you want to go to are pretty much located. But definitely does not hurt to take an Uber from Old Vegas, whether you want to go to a show, a party, walk the Strip, visit friends. Just make sure that if you're serious about gambling and winning, your chances are much better when it comes to Old Fremont, Las Vegas. This segment was brought to you by AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash oddsbreakers or click on our podcast episode description. All right. Let's get into a little Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 58, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I believe the Chiefs are the home team in this situation. So this is a very interesting handicap, right? Because let's face it, both teams are kind of lucky to be here. I mean, if you want to talk about luck. I mean, there's plenty to go around, right? Let's talk about that luck. Packers missing field goals, uh, <laughs> throwing interceptions, letting the Niners back in the game in that first playoff game. Niners o- number one overall seed completely blew it. And then, do we really have to talk about the Lions choke last week? The 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 pass that bounced off the cornerbacks face guard into Brandon Ayuk's hands. (laughs) You know, the the whole decision to not go up 17 points into the third quarter, which I'm iffy on, but the later one when you could have tied it was worse. But just the way that the Lions choked that game, the the way San Francisco's been starting out games, how poor their defenses looked in the first half. They kind of stumbled their way there (laughs) in a way. While the Chiefs, Got to face a Dolphins team with zero linebackers. Broken down secondary. In the cold where Tua can't play, you know, at home. And then they go to Buffalo. And Buffalo's defense is completely trashed by the time they have to play the Chiefs. You know? Some stupid play calls. A digs drop pass. You know, that he would catch eight out of ten times. Maybe nine out of ten times you know, play a broken down Buffalo team, and then they get the Ravens when, when when Lamar turns into Dak Prescott in the playoffs.
1: Fucking bullshit!
0: You know, or was, does Dak Prescott turn into Lamar? Because both of these guys have had playoff chances and absolutely blown them. Jekyll and Hyde just went out and hid, you know. the Chiefs said, we're stacking the box, beat us with your arm. Lamar didn't, couldn't, couldn't. I mean, one-on-one matchups, you know, where the receivers should have a massive advantage, completely off, and then the triple coverage one, seriously. Even with all that, Flowers gets that ball in the end zone or just goes down at the one and they score the rushing touchdown. Completely different ball game. So the Chiefs are very, very fortunate to be here as well. They couldn't even score in the second half. You know, so just had to get that passed. But I feel like the best way to approach this handicap is trying to find all the advantages for each team on both sides. I'm going to start with the pushes here. I think both defensive lines have their issues against the run. The 49ers ranked 26th in opponent rush EPA at 4.3 yards per attempt. And the Chiefs ranked 28th in opponent rush EPA at 5 point yard, uh, 4.5 yards per attempt. You know, they definitely don't want to give anything over the top, so they will let runs go through. From a passing defense, I think these are pretty close, too. The Chiefs ranking a third in opponent pass EPA, which is great. Niners are ranking sixth. Okay. Believe it or not, even though the Niners look terrible against some of these schemes that you saw from Ben Johnson in the Lions and obviously with a floor at the Packers, They uh, still, throughout the year, have been successful. Both defensive lines and offensive lines kind of have their strengths and weaknesses. The the Niners kind of got blown out the middle a little bit. Now, CMC works towards the sides, which is good, but their guards are a little bit weak. The Chiefs, their tackles aren't quite as strong. I think Mahomes takes a lot of sacks. And uh, he didn't in the playoffs, but in general. But either way, they both have their strengths and weaknesses because I would take the Niners' defensive ends over, I suppose as a pass rush, not so much Chase Young stopping the run, but I would take Chris Jones over anybody in the inside for the Niners, including Hargrave, right? So... I, both of them are just equally weak and equally strengthened in different ways. Strength, strong, I'm trying to say. Equally weak and equally strong in different ways. Let's start here with the Chiefs' here advantages. Now, the Chiefs have a slight head coaching advantage with Reed. He's schemed against all the teams in the NFL, won big games. But here's the thing. Kyle's not too far behind as far as head coaching because you've seen what Kyle can do. You know, I mean – he turns quarterbacks into stars. He uh, has the best schemes. He, he he punches people in the mouth with the run game. Everything's based upon developing the run game, which the Ravens couldn't do in the first half. I think the Niners can do it, and I trust Purdy's arm more than Lamar's in this situation. Uh, but we're still comparing coaches here. Kyle, two Super Bowls. One is an offensive coordinator he lost, Choked it away, but it was also Atlanta's defense that choked away Mr. Dan Quinn. By the way, how the hell did he get a coaching job again? It blows my mind. But uh, it wasn't uh, that good that he that uh, Shanahan also lost to the Chiefs in 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl 54. But has he learned his lesson? He's been there at least. So he's got some experience. But I'll still give the slight head coaching advantage to Reed. You have to. Chiefs. Pretty big defensive coordinator advantage. Steve Spagnola against Steve Wilkes. That's a big advantage, I think. You know, so if the Niners are starting out the way they did uh, against the Packers and against the Lions, this is one game they might not be able to jump back into. Especially with Andy Reed on the other side. Now, even though Brock Purdy is number one out of all the quarterbacks in offensive EPA to Mahomes at number ninth this year, I still give the quarterback advantage to Mahomes because, well, he's Mahomes. He does not have the players that Brock Purdy does. And he does not have quite, I would say, the the offensive tackles that the Niners have. So... I'm going to give a quarterback advantage to a but because of the fact that Purdy was so efficient this year, it's not that by that much in this game career wise. Hell yes, but not a ton in this game. Now the chiefs should be able to run the ball. If they play it smart and go towards chase young, that was the biggest weakness in the playoffs for the Niners, especially because Cleveland Flair Farrell is on uh, injured reserve. He's, not playing the rest of the season. Very sad for him, but that's life. Now, the Chiefs should be able to run Pacheco, right? But the problem is the Chiefs usually pound the ball up the middle with Pacheco. That don't work against the Niners' defense. Because Hargrave is a good run stopper. And let's talk about Fred Warner in the middle. Dre Greenwall Dre, Dre and Oren Burks. Studs on the uh, linebackers. You know? That's not going to work. They have to run it through the ends. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. Andy Reid's going to have to figure that one out. It's not going to be Matt Nagy. The Chief rank the Chiefs rank third in yards allowed to tight ends, so they should be able to slow down George Kittle some, like they did it in Super Bowl 54, holding him to four receptions at 36 yards. I'm look I looked at the the box score for that Super Bowl too before capping this. Actually, I looked at all the Super Bowls that the Chiefs have been in. The 49ers had some issues stopping some deep crossing routes as of late. As you saw, Romeo Dobbs for the Packers always had that little flat route, right? Little flat route to the outside that's been working. And you saw how Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown were able to get out open as well. I feel like the Niners have a little bit of a weakness against uh, the slot receivers. Rasheed Rice moves into the slot. He could have a big game. The Chiefs also have an advantage on special teams. Butker is better than Moody, while they're also better at kickoff coverage. The Niners just recently gave up a huge kick play to the Packers, if you remember. (laughs) I thought that was close to the dagger in that game. The Chiefs have a better pass rush numbers than the Niners, but some of those games were without Chase Young and some banged-up pass rushers, so I wonder if that's a little bit better now. Chase Young at least can still rush the passer pretty well. Just can't stop the run. Now for the advantages on the Niners. Let's start with the offensive coordinator coach, Kyle Shanahan. This man has a huge advantage over Matt Nagy. I mean, huge. Matt Nagy blows games, and he tried to blow it against the Bills. I don't know why Andy Reid just didn't take the clipboard and smash him over the head with it, but what were you doing calling those passing plays with five minutes left and giving the Bills another shot? I mean, thank goodness Casey's defense makes up for some of that, but you've seen this Kansas City offense take a massive step back this year. I mean, this is a big advantage, not some like some of the small ones I discussed earlier. The 49ers run game with Christian McCaffrey is tops in the league. 4.8 rushing yards per attempt, number one in rush EPA. This is a big advantage. They could torch the Chiefs on the ground if the pass game keeps them honest a little bit. Now, I will say, uh, like I said before, They stacked the box against the Ravens, and it worked because Lamar wasn't good enough. Can Purdy throw his way out of that? I think so. I mean, the Niners have faced this in the past. The Chiefs are great against the pass, but the 49ers are also number one in dropback EPA with a ton of skill at the wide receiver positions. Debo Samuel is healthy. Brandon Ayuk's a beast. George Kittle and CMC will get theirs. Kyle Juszczyk is a wild card. They have Jennings there. Even with the Chiefs' great pass defense, this might very prove this might prove very hard to stop, especially if Purdy is using his legs. You saw him use his legs last week. So, that's interesting. So, I wouldn't call this a, a big advantage like the previous two, but it's an advantage yards per play. Let's just look at pure power. The 49ers have a huge 0.8 net yards per play over the Chiefs. 0.8 equates, equates to between 4 and 6 points if you were just looking at nothing else. You know, a touchdown is close to 1.1 yards per play. So, big uh, advantage for the Niners here. Skill positions. Just straight skill positions, the Niners all the way. I mean, you go from Mahomes to Kelsey, then Rasheed Rice, Watson, Valdez, Scantling, who can't hold on to the ball. Man. After Mahomes, it's CMC, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Then Kelsey's right behind Kittle probably. So you have some power advantages Right there. And if you believe in Purdy, you're looking at the Niners. Now, the Niners also have a red zone advantage on offensive defense. On defense, they rank 12th in red zone points allowed. The Chiefs rank 15th, so slight advantage there. The Niners have a big turnover advantage being tied for fifth at plus 10 o- turnovers per game. The Chiefs are th- tied for third worst at minus 11 turnovers. You know how turnovers are. They decide the game. 80%. They decide the game. Turnover margin. Okay? That's huge. And that is what the Niners and the Chiefs have to do is keep the ball. Don't take any unnecessary risks early. And that's how I kind of capped the first half a little bit. Teams are going to be a little bit timid. The Niners are number one in forcing interceptions at 22 this season. The Chiefs are 29th at forcing eight interceptions. Mahomes has thrown more interceptions at 17 this year than Purdy has at 12. From pure efficiency numbers on offense, explosiveness, I mean, the Niners are third in yards per point on offense. It only takes them 12.7 yards to score a point. The Chiefs are 21st at 16. Has that improved in the playoffs? Probably some. But that's still a pretty wide margin. So, I mean, after looking at this, even if you can check little boxes, coach, Mahomes, quarterback, defense, Chiefs, you kind of look into the straight power comparisons here for the Niners. it's, It's a bigger discrepancy from power when it comes to just the creative with the Chiefs. I mean, you can go by numbers. Numbers say Niners, but you can just go by what you think with the Chiefs. But what do handicappers say a lot? Some of the best ones that bet numbers, they don't look at the names of the teams. They look at the numbers. It's been successful for them. You know, what if Mahomes' name is not Mahomes? You're just kind of looking at what this quarterback was throughout the season. Andy Reid's not named Andy Reid. Some of his decisions throughout the season, you know? So so that's the fight. It's You're fighting between the pure numbers or what you think this team could be during this game. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy first. I've always been. And so I side with the 49ers in this game. I had the Niners by 2.5 points. I think it's a good spread. Before, when it came out, I thought it was a little bit low. After I did my handicap, I think 2.5 is probably fair for a neutral field in a Super Bowl with experience. The number's at two. I think it stays at two. Um, The total, 47.5, was a good number put out by the books. I kind of agree with that. But I think the wild card here is that Shanahan has made a lot of mistakes and he's learned from it. He's going to have a good support cast there. Just got to keep Steve Wilkes in check a little bit in the beginning of this game. And if the, if the Chiefs do not develop a big lead, I think the Niners will capitalize, especially in the second half where the Ravens couldn't. You know, it's two different teams, the Chiefs and the Ravens. The Ravens beat the crap out of the Niners, but they run the ball completely different than the Chiefs do. They do. They play differently. And... Uh, now you're facing more of a, a defensive-oriented team with a lack of explosiveness. The Chiefs have not been extremely explosive. They've been relatively efficient with their third-down conversions. But can they be that efficient against the Niners team with Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the edge? I'm not so sure about that. I have the 49ers winning this game. at least three points it wouldn't shock me if it was 27 to 21 right My, my handicap and spread comes out to two and a half there is no half point you have to be at least three but there's also ways where i think the chiefs might be driving at the end you're sitting in coin flip territory the nine they can't kick the field goal to get to number 24 because they have to go for the touchdown and the Niners defense finally comes up big where they most are needed like they have Throughout these playoffs. Now I also like the first half under. Because. These Super Bowls start out a little bit timid. Even though both teams. Well both coaches have been there. There's a lot of pressure on this game. Nobody wants to make that first mistake. And that kind of ties into my props. When I talk about them. How I like the first field goal prop better. You know how I like. Less scoring. in the fir- At least in the first half. I think that teams are a little bit more careful and they open it up a little bit more in the second half. Now, I am not going to necessarily jump in betting the second half over right now because it's too high for me. I would even lean to the under blindly right now. A couple of the recent Super Bowls that were under 47 points, Tampa Bay 31, Kansas City Chiefs 9 in 2021. Then you have New England 13 and the Rams three back when Jared Goff was playing in the 2019 2018 season but before that you have to go all the way back to Denver in Carolina in 2016 when it went under 47 points so I like the first half under 23 and a half and I did that for two stars get busy living or get busy dying That's goddamn right. All right. Our next show, we'll get into all the props for Super Bowl 58 as well as college basketball. Now, it's time to bring on our wonderful guest, the owner and CEO of Circus Sports in the D, Mr. Derek Stevens. Now, I'm very excited to welcome back the CEO of all of Circus Sports and the D, and Mr. Derek Stevens to the oddsbreakers. You can follow Derek on Twitter at Derek J Stevens. Derek, I hear there's a big game in town this weekend, man. How you been? Yeah, just
1: all good, all good. Uh, yeah, you know, effectively Vegas has been preparing for this for about four years now. So, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think everything's everything's in order. Uh, but it's a lot of fun now. Uh, I mean, you know, Super Bowl has now turned into a uh, a real great cultural. You know, a uh, significant event around the country, and you know yeah. whichever city hosts it, it's it's not just the game. You know, it's all the events and parties and the fashion shows and and the celebrity sightings and all that. And really, really for us, people start checking in on on a Sunday. Oh wow! And uh, and and it's really Super Bowl is really an eight nine day event now at this point.
0: Oh my goodness, that is just a lot to keep up with. Holy cow! What a fun week over there, man. Great stuff. Well, I, hey, before we get into talking about the Super Bowl, how did the contest work out this year? How did, how did What was your thoughts about, what, did they meet your expectations, so on and so forth?
1: Well, circa millions, you know, we guaranteed the $6 million. Uh, we came up uh, a little bit short, uh, so there was an overlay. So we paid out the $6 million. Um, it was, uh, you know, the largest legal football handicapping contest uh, ever. Um, so from that perspective, pretty cool. Uh, you know, it was also great. You know, the, the millions when you're picking five games a week against a spread. Uh, you know, almost by definition, it's going to come down to the last weekend. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It came down to, it came down to the last game of the season. It came down mm-hmm. to the Sunday night game for the second year in a row. So I thought that was uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, we had record participation, and then when we take a look at our our our, our younger Contest, you know, it's only the fourth year of Circus Sur- Survivor. Uh, you know, we guaranteed eight million but blew through that. So we ended up with 9.267 uh, million. So the largest football contest and uh, legal football contest in the history of uh, of our country. So uh <laughs> having to put that one on that that was that was great. So I was real, real happy about that. And uh and you know, the way it played out with uh with you know, at one point. Early in the season, there was a lot of speculation. I was, oh, this is too easy. Maybe a couple hundred people are going to make it. Uh, then all of a sudden, you, you know, you get to just after Thanksgiving, and people are dropping so quickly. Like, oh my gosh, could this be the first Circus Survivor where you don't make it? Uh, you know, to the end of the season, uh, and lo and behold, it came out, came, came out right down, right down to the end with four, four different contestants that made it the distance, and they chopped the. Nine point two million. So it was really just an epic, epic year for for football contests.
0: Um, just absolutely amazing, you know. And that got me thinking a little bit. And I know I ask you this every year, but uh, as these things are growing, is there? Do you have to change the format? I, are you are you considering anything different? I know that other survivors might add like an extra game to pick at the end. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Or are you cool with more and more people chopping? But hey, we, only four people this year is pretty big.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple weeks, like I said, a couple weeks before the end of the season, there was a thought that there wasn't going to be anybody that made it mm-hmm. through. So I, I would say a um, couple things because uh, a lot of people provide pro- provide suggestions, and I and I really appreciate that because that's how a lot of uh, a, a lot of what we've done has been developed just through through uh, listener comments and things like that. Um, the one thing, the one thing that um, I would tell you is that we have to be cognizant that the software has limitations. So um, it's not as if we can tweak things that easily. This software, um, it took a year and a half to write it for this, for, for, for this contest software Mm -hmm. for us to, to, for us to add a tweak. uh, It's not the easiest thing uh, to do. Um, We can't really add uh, um, two games into a week. The system can't handle it. So like on an idea like that, I would just have to say, well, you know, it's not like I'm opposed to the idea, but but I would say no, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, we were able to we were able to make it a little more difficult after year one when we added in. You know, we always started with Thanksgiving uh, as an extra week, uh, but then we added Christmas, so so we were able to add an additional week, and that made it. You know, that made it where you had to go twenty and 0. Um right. So uh, I think I think twenty and 0 is pretty great, but again, we always have to wait to see what the NFL puts out with their schedule at the end of April. Um, you know, the way Christmas falls next year, uh, it looks like there won't be a Christmas Day game. Even though the ratings were through the roof, you know, a month and a half ago for Christmas. It doesn't look like there'll be a Christmas game uh, you know, twelve months from now, just the way the way uh it falls on uh, it falls during the week next year.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that changes things and you'll have to think about that. I totally get that. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, you're right. We were wondering a couple of weeks back if uh, there's actually going to be a finisher this year, and there was four of them. So, uh, super congrats to those guys. So, uh, I know they have. The, you have the Invitational there as well. What's the thought process of having the Invitational, and do you can, do you see yourselves uh, keep? Uh, well, I guess putting up for that.
1: Uh, are you talking about on Visa and the yes. uh, Matt Humans Friday Football Invitational? Yeah. You know, that was a concept that Matt came came to me with, and uh, I really liked it. It reminded uh, him, and and when he brought it up, to me, it reminded me of the old Stardust Invitational, that that uh, that took place, you know, twenty five years ago or so. And um, and I thought, I think Matt's done such a great job with it. Deason's uh, real happy with it. The ratings for the show are, are uh, far far in excess of what everyone everybody kind of thought. Uh, and and I think the the way it's evolved, it's evolved to um, being a heck of a must-watch show. I mean, these handicappers are doing a great job, and um, it's it's really amazing to get their insight on Friday night, and then you know replays you know overnight for for East Coast uh, East Coasters waking up and things like that. That uh, it's turned into a great great show, and, and I think it uh, allows for a lot of people around the country to uh, to see some of uh the names we all talk about, about some see some of america's best handicappers so i think it's pretty sweet
0: oh absolutely it is it's fun to listen to and it's fun to find out who's winning it so that's great um well hey man we have a super bowl right and last year i remember uh, after the show you told me that you were coming down to phoenix to see how the city was preparing for the big game is there anything you learned from that uh little quick trip you did last year
1: yeah i mean we bopped around yes last year we were a little bit all over the place uh we uh, we had uh, myself, Mike Palm, a few others. We had uh, we had um, the ability to go to Radio Row. We did a lot of interviews over there. Um, we had, a, we, had a, we had the ability to kind of check it out, um, which was great. And then we attended a handful of the parties and things like that. Um, got to, got to see a lot, so we, we learned a lot from it. Um, we had a good time while we we're there. Popped into uh, Waste Management Open as well, so it was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just kind of helped. You know, you you don't get. You don't get opportunities to see, you know, uh, you know, Super Bowl in action all that often. So for us, it was very valuable to see it, and uh, and it kind of helped us, you know, guide us on on some things that are, uh, um, you know, kind of unique to Vegas. Uh, I'd say probably the biggest difference between the Super Bowl last year in uh, in Phoenix and Scottsdale area is that it seemed like um, it was far more spread out. Um, Vegas is just much a much smaller. City, you can't, you know, you there's really nowhere to go in Vegas that's more than you know forty minutes away from you, no matter where you're at, you know. Right. So where 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 in Phoenix, I mean, you've got you, you've got some big big distances. So I think I think uh maybe here you're going to see a few more events that are more packed together. People are are able to hit a few more f- hit a few more events in any 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 given day or given night.
0: Yeah, you got the Super Bowl events in Phoenix you have Scottsdale doing things and then the Super Bowl itself is in Glendale so you're right it is it like literally could take you 45 minutes to an hour to get from one place to the other so great point on that so uh Circa best hotel best sports book in Vegas what kind of top of the line entertainment do you have lined up at the Circa for the Super Bowl this year
1: well we got uh you know we're, we're throwing uh I guess I'll start off with the game itself. We're throwing nine separate uh, Super Bowl parties. so <laughs> anywhere from 250 people up to up to about 10,000. Um, five of them are for uh, invited guests. The other four are retail. Um, the 10,000 person uh, uh, party is at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. So that's an outdoor huge tailgate, 100 like massive massive screen outside kind of like a bigger version of stadium swim actually. Right. Uh, and, uh, that's behind the D and then we've got stadium swim. Obviously that'll be a pretty massive party. Uh, that's, uh, I think, uh, that's, that's sold out now except for like some GAs. So that, that's, that's in pretty good shape. And then, uh, and then obviously a whole, a whole, uh, litany of other, of other Super Bowl parties. So it should be a great, great, uh, great Sunday, great, great big game day. And then, you know, all through the week, uh, Yeah, it starts. uh, It starts. You know, I guess for me, starting Monday night with uh, the different events. We've got a a lot of um, buyouts of our rooftop uh, legacy uh, legacy club area, and then we've got Stadium Swim with some buyouts. Uh, You know, DraftKings Network. Dan Lebitard's doing his show, renting out Stadium Swim on the Thursday and Friday, and bringing uh, you know a thousand people or so each day for that. And, um, we, we've got, uh, we've got the celebrity, uh, golf tournament, um, staying with us. Uh, so that's a lot of hall of fame, uh, ex, uh, athletes from the world of, uh, of NFL, mm-hmm. uh, NBA, baseball, um, hockey. So we've got, uh, we've got that whole group staying here. So, uh, Well, it's going to be popping. It's just going to be a lot of fun overall.
0: (laughs) Man, you know how to throw a party. That's for sure. I was at your Kentucky Derby one at the Legacy, and that was just absolutely phenomenal. Anybody in Vegas knows how to throw a party. It is Derek Stevens. What a wonderful (laughs) experience. I am serious. It is the best. Well, hey, man. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the game itself. I mean, what do you think? Do you have a side you're thinking? Are you you swayed in any single way? Are you going to make a bet? What's going on with that?
1: Well, we – we're, we're uh, the the way the way Championship Sunday played out uh, for us, it wasn't optimal. It would have been better uh, for Circus Sports if the Lions would have beat the Forty Nine ers. Um, my bias aside, just economically, it would have been. Uh, but but it still it still really played out well because the big decision for us was knocking out the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens was the uh, the largest liability that we had on the books by a, by a wide wide margin. So um, we're, we're, uh, we're in a pretty good position uh, on futures right now with, uh, with both uh, a Chiefs or, or a 49er winner. Um, the 49er winner really grades out pretty strong. So as of right now, we're, uh, we're 49er fans uh, from a house perspective. Um, currently, the line is a two. Um, you know, we, we posted it at two and a half, and dropped down to a one. Early Kansas City money, back up to a 2 so we've seen some San Francisco money but so far it's been pretty even. Um I do believe though as we get into next week um we're going to start seeing some Kansas City money showing. I just think there's too it's too juicy or too enticing. Um I think the storyline is you can get Mahomes plus points or Mahomes plus money that I think that's where I think a lot of people are going to put their uh put put their dollars put their dollars down
0: on <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Mahomes, it, plus money, MVP, all those bets, it, there's going to be a lot coming in and we probably haven't even seen 10% of them, yeah, but I, I imagine all the money is going to be really coming in next week, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you get you get some early early players to jump in on, you know, on, when you post on uh, on Championship Sunday at night and then some early play on that Monday. But, like right now it's a little it's uh it's it's a little slow it's always like this it's it's just a little bit of the calm before the storm um, and then uh, you know I, I would say you're probably gonna get some uh, some decent plays coming in over the weekend starting tomorrow and then next week is when it just kind of explodes
0: yeah next week absolutely so what kind of uh, games might you be offering at circus sports is there gonna be squares uh, any types of sports betting? entertainment that are you providing
1: yeah i mean i mean beyond beyond uh beyond all the game day parties um we're we're actually hosting a uh a a chiefs versus 49ers pep rally at stadium swim on friday so we've got uh the chiefs radio network and their largest fan club coming in and they're going to take over like the east side of stadium swim we got the 49ers radio network, and then nice. a lot of ex 49er people and their fan club taking over the other side of Stadium Swim. So uh, we're, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot of 49er <laughs> and uh, 49er and uh, and Chiefs events here throughout the week.
0: Oh, there's gonna be some shenanigans during that, man. I would love to see that. That sounds fun. A little kind of face off at each other at the most wonderful uh, <laughs> outdoor venue in all of Las Vegas. Well, that's great, man. Um, well, hey, uh, let's talk about the expansion of Circa. Is there any more states that you're looking and uh, possibly entering? I know Illinois was one of them recently. I think Colorado might have been one. I've always been begging you guys to come down to Arizona. You know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, right now, you know, we're in four states. We're in Nevada, Iowa, Colorado, and we just launched in Illinois back uh, three months ago. Um, the next state uh, we've been licensed in uh, is Kentucky. So we'll launch in Kentucky, um, right around right around the first of April, and uh, we're excited about excited about getting into Kentucky. That'll be a that'll be a great state. That'll be um, we're gonna we're gonna open that as uh, mobile, uh, but then we're gonna be building a uh, brick and mortar uh, at uh, at Kentucky Downs. Okay, so uh, we're excited about excited about doing that. And Kentucky Downs is effectively. Uh, um, effectively a suburb of Nashville it's just about 45 minutes north of Nashville so uh um we're pretty excited about uh, about that next state and we're actively looking to uh to grow into additional states uh over the course of the next few years
0: oh that's that's fantastic the expansion is awesome to hear Definitely the best sports book around is The Circle. Well, Derek, man, you're going to have such a great time next week. I cannot wait to check out the festivities. Where can our listeners get some of that information so they can attend these wonderful events?
1: Yeah, I would say just go to uh, dot com and then uh, go to the tab with all the Super Bowl information. Go to uh, dot com. Go get all that information. List everything out that we got cooking. and uh <laughs> And uh, it'll uh, it'll it'll give you a little bit of a guide of uh, a little bit of what's going on. So it's going to be it'll be bustling over here. So uh, it it should be a lot
0: of fun. <laughs> if you like fun, make sure you check it out. Check out Derek Stevens at the Circa. Derek, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Have a wonderful week and enjoy all the parties.
1: All right, thanks much. See ya,
0: my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions for our prop show coming up this week we'd love to hear from you email us at info at oddsbreakers.com or just tweet us at theoddsbreakers you can also join us our free discord channel at theoddsbreakers a huge thanks to Derek Stevens for joining us on this show I hope everyone has a great rest of your week and go get some winners